Welcome to the Baseball Show. Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000. Or the new ESPN Chicago app. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. And sponsored by the Points Bet Sportsbook. The The Baseball Baseball Show. Show. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. beat the Chicago Cubs 2-0 today. They sweep the Cubs out of the playoffs. The Miami Marlins advance to the NLDS. That will start on Tuesday against the Atlanta Braves. Cub fans, 312-332-3776 is the phone number. Your calls this hour on the Chicago Cubs as their season ends. A lot of moves in this game, uh, Abdallah, as we kind of take a look at it. Missed opportunities from the offense. Once again, the bats do not hit. Five hits in the contest today. No runs for the Chicago Cubs. And if you look at the core sluggers in this lineup, Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, 0 for 12 today. And once again, as we've seen this throughout the season, they have great names with star potential, yet their bats do not equate to what we think they're supposed to be. Once again, Rizzo, Bryant, and Baez, 0 for 12 today. The stat that uh, was, that popped up you know, on the broadcast, and I had to add to it. I had to do some math because I had to add one more, one yeah. more uh, bat at bat by Chris Bryant. Uh, Baez, Bryant, and Rizzo since the World Series have a 134 batting average in the postseason. That's 19 of 141, including 51 strikeouts and six walks. Chris, look, we can talk about. Uh, Wilson Contreras, you know, uh, being sent and going and running home when maybe he should have picked up or maybe he shouldn't have slowed up and maybe he should have stopped at third, maybe he should have run faster, whatever it is. But the fact of the matter is this. The Cubs have played eight postseason games since winning the World Series. Nine postseason games, including today. Here's how many runs they've scored in each of those games. Two, one, one, three, one, 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 zero. That's not good. No, it's not. It's not going to get it done. So, yeah, we can sit here and talk about, oh, well, missed opportunities here. Missed the offense in the postseason and for most of the regular season has sucked, has been awful. This is a team that went into the postseason with ranking 27th in average, 24th in slugging, 21st in OPS, 20th in runs. You can't expect success when this is going when this happens. You know, a couple of things to point out with this team, and it's a story we've had all season long here on the baseball show, is who is this Cubs team really, right? They get off to that hot start, 3-13 and in the first 16 games. And then in their next 34 games, they went 500. They went 17-17. and And they go 4-6 and in their final 10 games, starting from September the 18th. So, you know, this Cubs team... They got off to a fantastic start. Their starting pitching was the best in baseball for the first couple weeks of the season. But basically, what we've seen is they regressed to the mean. They just got off to such a hot start, they won the division. They get into the playoffs. But really, this has been a 500 team for the majority of this season. In the final 10 and then into the playoffs, sub-500 baseball from the Chicago Cubs. So, So when we asked the question a month ago, 
Who are the Chicago Cubs? And we are told, oh, they're a good team. They're in first place. Uh, you guys are being haters. Well, we're not being haters. We're pointing out what is taking place in front of us. Mm-hmm. Baseball is a sport about stats and box scores. Mm-hmm. And it tells you everything you need to know. If they were good, they would score more than two runs or one run. And that's the other thing is when you look at this team, when they won games this year, they averaged 5.8 runs per game. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'll take that in 34 games. Those 34 wins, 5.8 runs per game. And the games that they lost, the 26, 2.6 runs heading into the playoffs. So look at the difference there. You don't score runs when you when you lose. That's it. And it goes right back to the offense. It goes back to those star names. It goes back to the players that are supposed to be playing like the back of their baseball cards, which Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, Rizzo, Contreras, Schwarber, all of these guys are not doing that anymore. Thus, the question here on the baseball show tonight is, is this the end of this group? And I would say yes. This is probably the end. I think this is it. You have to move on from some of these guys. You can't, you can't run it back with these guys again, right? You can't if if this is if next year is truly Theo's last year and it's going to be let's try to make another run in a World Series. I mean, look, the, the the fact of the matter is, Chris, the sad part is you wasted two really good outings from Kyle Hendricks and from you, Darvish. Shout out to both. They were great. Yeah. And because of that, you still have a good core of pitchers you have you darvish you have kyle hendricks you have maybe if you bring him back for the right price john lester who could be a good fourth or fifth starter you want that veteran presence you want that bulldog uh type of mentality for one of your starters i can understand that absolutely you don't want him to be one two or three you want a better pitcher maybe you go out and you actually pony up some money which they probably won't be able to do for trevor bauer there are two teams in this town both of them should be trying for trevor bauer there should one, be two. Yeah, one one team has money issues. Yeah, the other team doesn't. Exa- well, I mean, yes, yes. Who, but both who, are in. A, who is who? But well, the Sox have money. They should be able to spend it. Ah, uh, go after Bauer. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Would uh, love what's, that. What's going on with the Cubs? They good? They well, good? There's always money in the banana stand. Let's go to Mike in Elmhurst. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mike? Hey guys. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I just wanted to talk about the Cubs and this season and how this was a textbook Cubs loss both today and yesterday. And it all stems from lack of opposite way hitting, lack of small ball, and that's when they've had their greatest successes this season is when they've actually hit the opposite way, not just gone up there and tried to pull everything. And especially when you get into the postseason, you know, it's going to be low-scoring runs in each game. That's what you have to do. You have to manufacture somehow. Didn't Rizzo try and go opposite way, but he lined it out late in the game? He tried you know, to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what. One yeah, no, no, it's one. Out. And Rizzo's usually the one guy that's always trying to kind of uh, get on base no matter what. So I appreciate the phone call, Mike. You, you do make a good point. It seems as if these guys, this team is loaded with guys with the three outcomes, yet usually you get the, the one outcome out of the group, and it's a strikeout. Yeah. And that's it. There is mm-hmm. no walking. Mm-hmm. Right there, there is mm-hmm. no no home runs. They they have gone away. They dissipate. Mm-hmm. Right, but you get the strikeouts, especially from Javi Baez, especially from Chris Bryant. Well, and it doesn't help that you were facing a guy in Sixto San, uh, in Sixto who was throwing um, 
you know, 95 plus. And a stat that they gave during the broadcast was the Cubs have the worst batting average in baseball on pitches of 95 miles or higher. And Sixto Sanchez came out and was throwing absolute heat, hitting 100 in certain points. And when he's just blown by guys and they were calling out on the broadcast too, saying, what are you doing? Just throw it 100 miles an hour down the middle and Javi Hayward, all these guys, they're not going to be able to hit it. So just throw it down the middle and you'll strike these guys out. You don't need to be, as long as you're hitting the strike zone and you're throwing it that fast they have the worst average in baseball that's the recipe and that's exactly what happened i enjoyed watching the pitching duel between sanchez and darvish yeah it it was a good pitching Mm -hmm. matchup jerry mokina you're on espn 1000 what's up jerry hey um i'm going to talk about both sides of town right now i really believe that uh the white Sox uh have a manager who is out of his element and uh totally outthink himself. And then when you look at the Cubs, he, he, he's, he's just another player, and he really, his man, the managing he did was like it, he was a rookie, like he was, not really knowing a lot what to do in situations. Cubs had plenty of opportunities, and we're not moving runners along. We're not playing for runs in a tight game, especially today. We're playing for the big inning. I, I really don't understand the reasoning behind, you know, the Cubs uh, manager, and I'll be surprised if uh, Reinsdorf doesn't uh, give Renteria the duck because he's never taken promised land. He's a he's a horrible manager. Yeah, Jerry, thank you for the phone I think call. Jerry makes a good point because I think we've got two teams going in opposite directions as far as managers goes. I would be surprised if Ricky Renteria is managing this team next season, but we all know David Ross is coming back. Like, David Ross is going to hopefully learn oh, yeah. from this. I think he was too emotional and, and managed with his heart rather than his head in certain points, especially uh, two days ago with leaving Kyle Hendricks in too long. Um, I think that you and I were both questioning when you were bringing in uh, Jeffress in the first game and then bringing in Jeffress and Kim- or Kimbrell first and then Jeffress second in the second game today. Yeah, um, I didn't. I did. Here's where I didn't get the logic. With Hendricks on in game one, you put Jeffress in and you kind of like botched that inning and that's in the seventh where the Marlins score five runs and they leave the seventh inning in game one with a score of five, five to one. And then today, you're in a situation where you're in the seventh again, and this is it. You're up against elimination. You take Darvish out after 94 pitches, and the score is 2 nothing. Marlins. You bring Kimbrell in with, with men on base, but it's like the situation is, wait, if things were dire in game one, you went to Jeffers, mm-hmm. but today you're going Kimbrell. Mm-hmm. Like, what was – I don't understand – well, maybe he learned from his mistake. I don't know. Because, I just don't get it. Well, I think that it's more of a, a, a thing, too. Like, we saw top step David well, Ross chewing the gum, hard chomping on the gum. And I feel like he needs to be more of a guy, especially if guys like Lester aren't around, Schwarber might not be around, you know, uh, Bryant, Baez, who knows who these guys, if these guys are going to be. He needs to be the hard A David Ross, right? You have to be that guy. You can't be these guys' friends. And I I was concerned with it going into this season when they brought him in as manager, and I think that that's what he was. I think he was too soft on these guys. We also noticed that if you were following along on StatCast, uh, you, Darvish, the three batters that 
made contact before Garrett Cooper made contact with the home run, uh, they all were were creating some pretty good exit velocity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wallach had uh, a 100 exit velo. Uh, Dickerson, 87. Uh, a lame pop-out from Birdie that was 78. But no, for the most part, he was starting to get hit. Look, Darvish so was seemed, pulled at the right it time. It seemed like he... Yeah, right. But, like, it was also... You could see it coming. Yeah. You could see that the contact was did. starting to get made because they even go back to Rojas and Joyce. Rojas and Joyce... Uh, Rojas got a single that was an exit below 105, and right before that, that was Joyce who lined out at 104. So, like, they were making solid contact against you, Darvish, later in the game. And the two or the two runs were counted towards him. You know, he gave up the two earned runs, and I think that, you know, if, if look, you give up two runs with the, the names in this lineup, you would think that you'd be able to overcome that. But as we've seen the past four years since they won the World Series, that that's not the case. All right, we have a ton of phone calls talking Cubs baseball with you here on The Baseball Show. The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Our torture's good. ESPN 1000, yeah, Chicago, they're they good? Yeah, we good yeah, on a Friday yeah. night? Yeah, they're good. We good? Yeah, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah. Just checking. Uh, Grant and Schaumburg, I like where this is going. Grant, you're on ESPN 1000. Go ahead, Grant. Hey, fellas, thanks for taking my call. No problem, man. What's up? So, oh, man. So I'm just going to start and say I've been a lifelong Cubs fan my whole life. And Theo and Jed, if you're listening, I'm in debt to you for what you guys have done bringing the Cubs and the whole Cubs fan base to World Series. But... I got to say, I don't know if I speak for all Cubs fans, but I'm sick and tired of everything that's happened since 2018. We came in 2018, the second best record in the National League. We could not win game 163, and that's whatever, but he said the offense broke. And then we blamed Chili Davis for it. Fired. 2019, the offense was broken. Again, third place, 82-80. and Guess what? We fired Joe Madden. 2020 this year, we have a pandemic. Bias is about to get a contract extension. We don't know about... Where Bryant's going to go, but now what are they? What is Theo going to say? Who's he going to blame? Is he going to sit in front of the whole Chicago media and say, "Look, guys, this is mine and Jed's fault because we're too emotionally attached to these players. We love these guys. This is our core. We think that they can be superstars, but they're not blossomed." Or is he going to blame the players? You know what? We pay these guys so much money. We have double the payroll of the Marlins, and yet we can't hit for the third straight year. So thanks for taking my call, guys. I want to see what your thoughts are on this. Thanks, Grant. Thanks for making the phone call. Let me ask you this question too. And and we'll address what Theo Epstein now needs to say uh, to the media and to Cubs Nation uh, about this team getting swept out of the wild card round, winning 34 games this year. After last year, not making the playoffs, mm-hmm. they won 84 games last year. It's insane. Um, who's gotten better on this team? Ian Happ? You Darvish? Well, let's look at the lineup. Okay. Ian Happ. Ian Happ, right? Mm-hmm. Jason Hayward was really good. The Cubs signed him. Then, then he dropped back, and now he's, been he's better. He's back. He's better he's, this year. He's back, right? Mm-hmm. So you could say him. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? You Darvish. Why don't they develop these players? Kyle Hendricks, you Darvish. Or I would the say the pitchers. I don't. I mean, look. I don't know who Theo can blame now because this is their. Team. You're not blaming a hitting coach. You're not blaming. You're blaming. I mean, you're blaming the players. You're blaming David Ross, aren't you? I'm not. I'm not blaming Ross as much as I'm looking Rizzo, Bryant, Baez. Schwarber in the eye and saying 
the lack of production there is why our offense is broken. Mm-hmm. Ian Happ showed up this year. He was fantastic. Absolutely. Here on this show, we promoted him as an MVP candidate MVP. for half of the season. Mm-hmm. I get small sample size, but still, he had really good numbers this year. He did. Jason Hayward, fantastic this year. Absolutely. For what, like seven days, Wilson Contreras was really good? <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it was like this little pop towards mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. And then he cooled off. Mm-hmm. Leaning into pitches. Yeah. Where's that getting you? That's all I'm asking. Tyler and Elgin, you're on ESPN 1000. Yeah, guys, appreciate it. Thanks for taking my call. Um, my, Black, I want to piggyback off of how you opened about is it time to tear this thing down with the Cubs or not? But I, I want to know what you think is the first bowling pin to fall, the first domino to fall. Is it Theo getting on at the end of the year and saying, you know what, just like Grant was saying, you know, what is he going to say? Is he going to get on and say, you know what, guys, this is my fault, and with that, I'm going to leave a year early and let these guys tear this thing down and rebuild the way it should be? Because if we want it torn down, which I think we should, I don't think we're going to do it this year if Theo stays on. So, I don't know. I'll hang up and listen to what you guys think. Well, Tyler, do you think it's up to Theo whether or not they can rebuild it or, or tear it down? Well, I think he has the biggest say in it right now, but I think – also, with him only having one year left on his contract, I think Jed and you know everybody else they're they're going to say, okay, well Theo, if you want to tear this down, are you going to be in it for the long haul, and are we going to want to extend your contract again for another, I don't know, let's say five years or whatever the equal contract would be to to match Ross's contract? So right. I think it's par- it's partially his, but I think maybe ultimately it's. It's on. It's on. You know, on Jed and on uh, the Ricketts family and what they want to do. Yeah, bingo. There it is, Tyler. And I appreciate the phone call. I think it goes higher than Theo. Mm-hmm. Will the Ricketts be okay with biblical losses and a teardown project, no, dude? With, with their marquee network Mm-mm. that they still need uh, Cup fans to get on board because I I know that they've had success this year with the television network, but I could also see some Cub fans. Who could say, ah, short season, I'll pay for it when I really need to. There's a lot going on. I've got all the sports going on right now. Mm -hmm. Hockey was going into last week. Mm -hmm. The NBA is going to go for another, what, three games? And and I've got all this stuff to watch. Yeah. So I don't need it. You know what I mean? Like, marquee network in a shortened baseball season, I can understand someone justifying not bending over backwards and make sure they have it. Well, they don't really have a choice. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, if you have sure Comcast, you already get it. Okay, but if you don't have Comcast... Well, then, yeah, you have to get YouTube, you have to get YouTube okay. or something like that. Or Hulu it's not on or whatever. YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's Hulu. Hulu. So, so my, my, my point is, if you don't have it, you have to make a, you have to find a way. Yeah. And usually that way is a little bit more expensive, even though it's not a straight-up subscription to the Cubs, mm-hmm. to find your, your games. I can see some, especially in the younger demographic... People who are younger than us. Mm-hmm. We're 35. I could see people 30 under mm-hmm. saying, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find out, you know, playoff games are all on, on paid television anyway, or this, that, and the other. Like, I'm good. I could see that. Would they be okay with a teardown rebuild with that? The buildings, all the buildings around Wrigleyville, you know, each day, unfortunately, we see a new restaurant in town close up shop for good because of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people are out at the bars hanging out in Wrigleyville right now. Yeah. Okay, well, winter's coming. 
Thank you. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's much easier to go out and eat and go to bars when you can be outside and socially distant. I understand. I don't think that they will... um, Biblical losses. I don't think they'll spend... From the ownership group. Look, you got to understand that... Biblical losses. You also have to understand. You also have to understand this, right? Tom Ricketts is a fan. Right. Okay. Tom Ricketts has his ring. Tom Ricketts loves these players. Loves Schwarber, loves Rizzo, loves Bryant, loves Baez. They won for him. They got him a World Series. He met his wife out in the bleachers. All that good stuff, right? So now he expects these guys to perform. You know, he runs it like it's any other business. We did this before. Like if he was running Amazon or whatever, we performed. We reached a certain metric. Well, he would be using drones now. You know what I mean? Like if you reach a certain like metric... Yeah. Why can't we reach it again? What's wrong? You guys did it before. Why can't you do it again? That's what he's saying. Well, right. I'm not spending any more money because you guys did it before. The same, all of you, the same group, you did it before. See, if Do I'm, it again. If I'm a Cubs fan, I don't want them to rebuild. I just want them to move a couple of pieces and then get back young players to mm-hmm. mix in with the Javi and Contreras and the Rizzo. Well, because like, he also move, knows move this. Look, and get something back. Here's what Ricketts also knows. He, he sold his dad on buying the team or getting the money for the team based on the ballpark being full when there's when even when they suck, right? Lovable losers, fans come out every day. Well, as right. soon as they allow fans back in, that place is going to fill up. Trust me. And he's oh, going to sell He's going to sell it on the Ivy. And he's going to sell it on, oh, remember, oh, we're going to have Javi Bobblehead Day again. And we're going to do And people will still go. Oh, of course they will. So then why do anything? He, he, that was his selling point. No, I know. But if he wants to win, you, get, you have to. Does he? I, I would think so. He why won. Why he want to win? He won. Because he got it once? He won. That's insane. He won. I'm sure he wants to continue winning. All right, we'll, we'll take more of your calls. Cubs baseball right here on ESPN 1000. The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. Week 9 to 6 on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Rockford, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jordan? Hey, guys. So it seemed like the two the, like the two options I know you guys are talking about, either blowing up the core or one of you mentioned signing Trevor Bauer, trying to improve the team. I don't even – like, I think we need to prepare ourselves for this team just trying to run it back again, even though they've it's been an embarrassing ending for three years in a row, just because, I mean, the Ricketts aren't going to deal out for, for Bauer. Like, I think that's pretty obvious in the last two offseasons. And as far as trading the core, the only three guys on the team that actually have real value that could get you those young prospects that you talked about mixing with Javi and, and Willie are Darvish, Hendricks, and Willie. Yeah. And they're not going to trade any of those three. And KB's value, KB, they, they didn't trade him last offseason, and now his value is lower than it's ever been. I don't know if they'll you, you deal him when his value is this low. Like it's, a, it's so low right now that it's probably more value just to keep him. I mean, Javi's not going to get traded. Schwarber, his value is pretty low too. Like he doesn't get you anything valuable back. And, and Rizzo, the same thing. Like I just don't know where you go. Like as far as blowing up the core, the only way to do it's Willie, and I don't think that they're going to do that. And everybody else, they just don't give you the return that you need. Thanks for the call, Jordan. Jesse Rogers wrote an article about this uh, about a week ago and mentioned that 
You know, the Ricketts say they're losing $130 million this year uh, because of there's no attendance and, you know, because of the rooftops and because of the bars and all the property they own around the area. And, and, and you know, these guys are all arbitration eligible, obviously, but they're mm-hmm. not there's not big contracts looming with any of these guys except for Darvish, Hayward, and then you'll probably get out of John Lester's contract. And if you want to bring him back, it'll probably cost you about, you know, twelve million or something like that. You mean money that's on the books. Yeah, money that's on the like books. Chris Bryan is lo- that is a looming contract. It's twenty million the, on the but, horizon. But it's not something you're gonna No, but after after one season signing, of arbitration. Chris, you're not signing Chris Bryant. You're not signing Chris Bryant. You're okay. not. Would you sign? Would you sign? You're a baseball that's not, executive. That's not why I'm arguing. Would you sign Chris would, Bryant? Wouldn't you say that that's looming on the on the no, horizon? No, no, no. I'm saying that you don't that, owe, that deal no. in the future that's out there no. lurking. What I mean you, is, you're not suggesting that. Can I? Can I respond? Or are you I just going to talk the whole on time? On the baseball side of it, I agree. On the on, no. What I'm saying is, what they're we're no, talking about no, here. What I'm saying is, okay, fine. Disagree. You're not understanding what I'm saying. If you're going to listen or just keep <laughs> continuing to talk over me, go ahead. There's Bryant isn't it's a new owed, strategy of mine. Bryant isn't owed four more years of contracts. He gets one year no, and then they're done. That's what I mean by looming contracts, except for Hayward, who you still have to pay, and Darvish, who you still have to pay. Because they're already on the book. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah. But, but if you want what Chris don't Bryant, you understand? If you want, am I talking to myself? If you want Sean, producing the show, you want am Chris I talking Bryant, to myself today? I, I'm just saying, if you want Chris Bryant, you're going to have to give him a big contract. Mark and Logan Square knows what I'm talking about. Mark, are, who do you agree with? Black or Abdallah uh, here on this? Well, I, I, I agree that you can't trade them. Uh, well, you, well, here, you have to trade them is what I'm saying, what I meant to say. You sound like Southside Tim, listen, as Al Pinellas says. You're not going to be able to trade them until he's actually tradable, which means he's got to play. He's got to right. play well. What are they going to get back from him now? Not much. The only hope is he has a stellar first half of the season, and then you trade him. I'm sorry. I'm of the belief that you have to blow up this team. They've been running it back, and we've been saying you can't run it back for the past two, two, three years almost. So at this point, you know, I love him. I love them all. I love Theo for what he did. I don't think he's going to leave without making a few, you know, bringing bringing us back some pieces. I want to see. I want to get to the Ed Howard, Miguel Amaya days, and you know, hopefully, hopefully that brings us another change. But you know, God bless them. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mark. Thank you for the phone call. I don't know if he answered uh, the question between you and I trying to figure out who's right there. Because you're wrong. No, but like what I'm saying is if you want Brian on the team, you're going to have to pay him. I don't want Brian on the team. No one should want him. He's not good anymore. What what don't you get about it? Don't let him hear you say that. I'm just saying. Just watch out, man. Yeah, well, I don't give a crap. Just make sure that that doesn't come anywhere near the Bryants, this this program, this radio program. I don't give a how about that? How about that, Abdal? How about that? Well, he can take his 206 somewhere else. I don't give a... See, is he below see, 206 what, now? What happened, what happened in the last week? I'm the one that was going off on Bryant for saying that last week, and you said I was being too hard on him. No, that's not what I said. If you remember, I don't know where you're creating this, this, this new revisionist history... I said, you said, oh, Brian Swark, oh, oh, no, as you clutched your pearls and my, grabbed your my purse point closer was, to your don't mouth. get chesty as when you you're... Cross, as you crossed the street as Bryant walked past you no. so you wouldn't cross paths with him. At the time, wasn't he batting 195? Yeah. With five RBI? Yeah, and he doesn't my care. My point was, don't get chesty. And then guess what, pal? You go out and you're what? 0 for 8 for the Ofer. playoffs? Congrats. Ofer. How about that? John and Evanston, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, John? Well, you know, you guys talk about Bryant, you know, 
you got to look at the last few years. The guy's been playing hurt. He's been injury prone. He's, you know, he's got that bad shoulder that he suffered a couple of years ago. And then he goes diving for a ball out in the outfield and he messes up his wrist and his hand. And, you know, I mean, if the guy ever played a hundred percent healthy, I think you'd see pretty much the old Chris Bryant, but when he's out there at third base and he's, He's made some nice plays on the defensive side. He's not hitting because he's not 100%. He's got that bad shoulder, and now he's got a hand and a wrist that's messed up. And I'm not making excuses for him, okay? I mean, he's, he's not hitting. That's true. But it's hard to play. It's hard to hit the way you like to hit when you're not 100%, okay? As far as the core goes, you got to stop swinging for the fences. You're swinging over the fastball. You're swinging under the fastball because you got that uppercut swing. You got to do. You got, you know if you're not hitting the ball, go back to the basics. Get the base hits. Get your timing down. The long ball will come. You don't have to always swing for the fences. That's why they look so out of sort. Yeah, I agree with you, John. Thanks for the phone call. You see who's on hold now? I just did. Yeah, should we? Is I this just, uh, yeah. a pretty cute team, I just though. did. Did you, right, see me? Uh, you saw me react. Yeah. I looked up and went, oh, do we have any more right. calls? Night, oh, God, yes, we do. caller, uh, Tim from the south side, your ball club, they uh, lose. Uh, the score, 2 nothing. crazy. Who won the more? The Marlins who won more, advance. Who won more games in the playoffs? To the NLDS. Who won more games in the playoffs? They will face Atlanta on Tuesday. The Marlins more games the and the Braves. Who won more games in the playoffs? Tim on the south side, Cub fan on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tim? Hi, Tim. As a matter of fact, you know, this coronavirus year, the only thing the White Sox found out is they don't have a manager. They just don't have a manager. The Chicago yeah. Cubs have a team. No, 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 no. The, the Cubs found out that slump. they don't have a lineup. The, the well, Sox don't have, have a manager lineup. and the Cubs yeah, I mean, don't have a lineup. That, that, takes a, they, that, that takes a White Sox fan to say that because they no. won the division the this box year. Score. Look at the box score. What I do can we look at the run. division this year. They have mm-hmm. five hits, no runs. They won how many, the division with how many four runs, teams in the playoffs. How many runs did they in scoring position. How many runs did they score in the they playoffs? Won the divi- you saw a normal playoff game today. You know the Cincinnati Reds didn't score with Nick Castellanos. Who cares about they the Reds? They didn't score one freaking run in 22 innings. Who cares about the Reds? We're talking Cubs. That's baseball. You know why the White Sox lost six to four because they walked nine guys. Would you rather have that? You know how many they've played nine postseason games. You know how many runs yesterday. Ricky Renteria is an idiot. You got that going into next year. You got to deal with that as a White Sir, Sox what fan. What were your thoughts on Garrett at Cooper's least, solo at least home Chicago run? Chicago Cubs have a winning left. manager that won their division this year, Tim. and we'll we'll win it again next year. Tim, they've and, scored. And if you keep Tim. winning your division, you're going to win the World Series. Tim, they've scored eleven runs in nine postseason division, games. You, if you, there's no wild card next year for you boys. 11 runs. There's no wild. There's that 16, 16 okay. teams aren't going to make the wild card I next agree. Year. So how are the Cubs getting in? 11 How's runs. How's Louie Robert doing one RBI in the month of September? 11 runs How's in Louis nine Robert postseason doing? games. How, oh, boy. That How's home Chris run, Bryant that, doing? That home run went 500 feet. How's it Javi Baez doing? still was only one run, and you lost the game 6-4. to four. How's Anthony Rizzo doing? How's Wilson Contreras' you elbow wish doing? You had Anthony Rizzo. And, and by I the way, James not. McCann will probably be playing for the Yankees next year. Bye-bye, right. Jimmy. Yeah, he was good, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He oh, and he hung up. Oh, no. Man, we on, can Tim. take the heat. Tim. I can count. Listen. Listen, we can go through the the box score here. I can uh, count all the runs that the Cubs have scored in nine postseason games since the playoffs on my hands. Ready? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 
Well, that, that's yeah. That you do have two hands there, but it, it, I that counted them a, on my hands. Yeah, but that you would have need a, a third. But I counted there. them on my hands. You got to eleven. You but don't I counted have them 11, on my hands. You don't have eleven digits. I counted. I can't I, believe the last baseball show and Tim from the South Side hangs up on us. Unbelievable. The baseball show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN One Thousand and the ESPN Chicago app. That's a pretty cute team there. Thanks to Sean Davis for producing tonight's show. You can download the podcast of Black and Abdallah and the baseball show right from the ESPN Chicago app. If you don't have the ESPN Chicago app, download it today. It's not the app that has all the scores from ESPN. It's the app that has our station playing on Mm -hmm. it the moment you click on it. The ESPN Chicago app. Find it in the app store today. Download it to your mobile device. Black and Abdallah here on the baseball show with you. You can download our podcast right there on the ESPN Chicago app. Also, Spotify, Apple, wherever you find your podcasts. Joel in Waterloo, Iowa, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Joel? Waterloo. How are you boys doing? We're all right, man. What's up? Well, tell you what. It sucked watching the Cubs lose and even the White Sox. I'm a diehard Cub fan. But, you know, you got to like both teams. I mean, but I just want to give you kudos. Is that the first time that Tim has hung up on somebody? Out of all your shows, he hung up on you guys. Everybody else has to cut him off. Uh, um, he's hung up on Cap before, but that usually ends with Cap and Southside Tim in a complete shouting match. Like when I was producing Cap's show, that happened a few times. It's not the first. Well... I don't know. I just, I just want to give you kudos for that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. No, I mean, yeah, it's not the first, but usually uh, someone like uh, Jonathan Hood the other day had to uh, put the, uh, the oh, X Hoodie. sign the up. Hoodie Hoodie put him on him. Place, yeah, 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 he did. Uh, usually um, that's how it ends for, uh, for Tim on the South One side. last thing I got yeah. for you guys. Go ahead. I don't think it's entry riddled with Brian. I think it's all a head game. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's all in his head because he has a tool. It's whether it's injury or not. I mean, you see everybody play through injuries. I think it's all in his head. I don't know. I'll take your thoughts. Yeah, but. thanks, Joel. Thanks for the phone call. And, you know, I was thinking about this. Maybe it's not in his head as much as maybe the league just figured out how to get him out. Like, they adjusted. He had an MVP season. Mm-hmm. They adjusted. Mm-hmm. And each year, he hasn't adjusted to the adjustment. Yeah, I think that it's more of a. I think it kind of can be in his head. I think that he can get in his own head, and when he struggles, if he struggles, the one guy that's going to try to grip the bat a little harder and try to push a little harder is going to be Chris Bryant. You know, like Javi says, it's the video, it's the fans. You know, Schwarber comes and goes. Uh, Contreras is, high, is is hit or miss. But with with guys like Javi and guys like Chris Bryant, they get. I think they get in their heads a lot when they start to struggle. Dean in Aurora, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Dean? Hey guys, first time caller, long time listener. How's it going? What's up, man? Man, you know, I, I went back, looked at the stats for the boys, the core four. One for twenty-eight in the last two. I mean, you're not winning many games when it's when it's that. And I, I thought so. He said that in order to keep Brian, you got to pay him. I, I, I just I don't know. I don't. What value does he have if he if he can't even bat over two hundred? I mean, it's only one season away, or you know, one season removed from having a, an okay year. But he's been 
riddled with injuries, and like you guys have been saying, I think pitchers have figured him out. It's up and into him, and he can't hit it. And I, if I remember correctly, a couple of years back, he got hit, I think, in the face with a pitch, and it seems like since then it's yeah. just been it's been awful. I mean, and, and I love Chris Bryant. You know, he brought us the World Series. He brought us the last out. Him and Riz are, are the best, man. And But when you, when you watch them – just slowly deteriorate offensively when they have all the pieces around them. They have the third highest payroll in baseball. It's, it's just, it's so hard. And, and do you trade them this offseason? How can you trade them when there's no value? I mean, what, what team's going to pick up the phone and say, yep, we're going to give away, you know, our, our, our three great prospects for someone who just hit under 200. Granted, COVID and, and only being 60 games, but man, I just don't know. Yeah, I agree with you there, Dean. Good call. Let's go to Binks in North Park, Texas, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Binks, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? We're good. How are you? I'm doing great. So uh, I was just thinking of a couple of things, and something that's in my mind is thinking, um, like, with this whole COVID season, the Central, both the NL and the AL, are both playing each other. And we now have only one team remaining and the playoffs being the Cardinals. And right now it's bases loaded bottom with the Padres up the bat. So with that thinking, do you, like, just considering the, the record of the Sox and Cubs, like, can we really be taken serious after losing the way we did in the wild card series? Like, there are no NL or AL teams advancing to the divisional round this year. I'm going to hang up and listen. Yeah, good call, uh, Binks. I, I, would, I would answer with this. I think it is surprising to me that none of the three teams from the AL Central advanced. Yeah. That, to me, is very surprising. We talked the entire season that the NL Central was not very good. And not just with the Cubs after their 3-13, and their 13-3 start, mm-hmm. how they came back to being a 500 team for the majority of the season, but the Cardinals were barely over 500 for the majority of their COVID yeah. season. And then the, the Reds made a push late. The Brewers... They weren't even a 500 team. So you get four in, it's surprising, and we'll see what happens with the Cardinals here tonight. Uh, to me, the, the the bigger shocker is that the Twins and the Sox did not get on to the I'm next round. honestly surprised the White Sox didn't advance, and mostly because I thought Dallas Keuchel would give you a better outing than what he did. Yeah. And it comes down to that, because if Dallas Keuchel has a good outing, you know, the offense was there, uh, the bullpen was there, uh, you know, you got a great outing from Lucas Giolito in the first game, and you would have thought that, you know, Dallas Keiko would give you something similar, and he didn't. And then you had to go to a bullpen day and, and a Ricky game, and we know how that A ended. Ricky game. That's what it was, wasn't it? The worst. It's a Ricky we, game. I hope there's no more Ricky games in White Sox fans' I future. Hope, I hope so, too. Uh, tomorrow at 9 a.m. from 9 to 11, talk college football with me, Chris Black, Adam Abdallah, and Jonathan Hood. Chicago's College Tailgate will be on the air from 9 to 11 tomorrow. Week five in college football. Some really good matchups tomorrow. Great games. Great games in the SEC. Great games all over the place. Auburn, Georgia. We're going to talk about Bama. They got a test. Texas A&M. That'll be a good one. So Mm -hmm. uh, join us tomorrow at 9 a.m. here on ESPN 1000. We'll talk to you then. The Odds Couple is coming up next. From Wrigley on the North to Guaranteed Rate on the South. This is the Baseball Show on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports.